Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word seven days a week. And that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, God's Word tells us that Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So it's crucial that we stay in God's word if we want to stay strong and right spiritually. Now, we encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can on a daily basis through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You know people in your life who need to change their focus in life and start focusing on the relationship with God and on their soul's salvation. Share these studies with them, with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven. A great blessing for them for sure, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're asking the question, Is follow your heart a good recommendation? Is that a sound recommendation to somebody who's facing some life-changing decision in their lives? Again, it might be related to all kinds of different matters. It could be financial. It could be job-related. It could be a relationship, even a marriage relationship. And somebody might be considering taking this direction or that direction or breaking off a relationship, and is it safe for you to say, well, just follow your heart? Or another way of expressing it would be, uh, well, how do you feel? What are your feelings? Follow your feelings. Or maybe let your conscience be your guide. They're all really saying the same thing, but we're focusing on that particular one that says, well, just follow your heart. Or what does your heart say? See, it are are those safe? Are those sound lines of recommendation to the person who's facing some challenging decision in his or her life? Well, we've been saying, we've been noting, we've been studying from God's Word and understanding that um, those kinds of statements are only good, are only safe, and sound if your heart, your conscience, your feelings are conditioned by God's word. Otherwise, making those kinds of recommendations are dangerous for the person you're trying to advise. We've noted about Ezra in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, and here is really the classic example for us as to conditioning our hearts. And it says of Ezra that he had prepared his heart. So he gave focus and attention to preparing his heart to be right. How did he prepare his heart? To seek the law of the Lord. So he studied God's word. He wanted to know what God wanted him to do, how God wanted him to live his, his life. So Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, and to do it. So it wasn't just a matter or an exercise of learning, but he put it into practice through obedience and dedication. And to teach statutes and ordinances to Israel. And he went even further than 
just simply living by those teachings, he taught them to others around him. What a great example. Four particular points or characteristics of Ezra. He prepared his heart by seeking God's law, by learning God's word, and he obeyed what he learned, and he taught it to other people around him. What a great example for us. And it's a standard that we could put into practice in our lives. I want to read what the wise man Solomon wrote in in Proverbs chapter 6, beginning with verse 12. He said, a worthless person, now notice, a worthless person, so you don't want to be that person, a worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. Well, we've seen those folks all around us, haven't we? Uh, Some of them may just lie. Uh, They say bad things about other people. They gossip, they curse, they use God's name in vain and profane ways, and the representations can go on and on. A worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eye. He shuffles his feet. In other words, he's shady. He points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises, where's perversity? in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly, he shall be broken without remedy. Now, where, what is the source of all of these perverse, worthless, sinful, ungodly behaviors in his life? His heart. Perversity is in his heart. Remember what Jesus said? Out of the heart proceed all of those wicked practices, sinful lifestyles. But then verse 15, the wise man went on and said, calamity is going to be his end. Yep, suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. Interesting. Well, who is the source of influencing us, or at least trying to influence us, to have hearts that devise wickedness, evil, sinfulness, the devil. He's at the base of all of that. Now, we can't blame the devil and say the devil made me do it, like Flip Wilson used to say many years ago on television. The devil can't make us do anything against our will. But he will put all kinds of temptations. He will use all kinds of life experiences, such as illness and, and, and uh, death and injury and financial setbacks and anything else he can use to wedge his way into our hearts and change our life, our lifestyle, our behavior to turn away from God and turn into sin. He will use whatever means he can, he can come up with to try to pull us away from God and into the condemnation of sin. But he can't make us do that against our will. Now, notice what we read in Acts chapter 5 and verse 3. And this was being said to a man who was a Christian. His name was Ananias. And he was 
giving some funds to help needy people. He was giving, he was presenting those funds to the apostles, and the apostles then would have them distributed to help needy folks in the church in Jerusalem, and maybe some without the church. But anyway, he he comes and he brings this sum of money. He he says, you know, we sold a piece of property. Here's all that we got for it. Now there was nothing wrong with him bringing some funds and saying we got this from selling a piece of property that we own, me and my wife. But the part where he said this is all we got for it, or at least insinuating that, that was a lie because they held back part of it. But they wanted to get full credit for it. And so this is all we got. Here's everything. We're giving it all. And so people trying to maybe gain some self-glory. And we see that kind of thinking a lot, don't we? So anyway, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Well, God struck Ananias dead. And that was a great example to the church of that day to live righteously before God, not to lie, not to misrepresent, and not to try to do things with the wrong motive. Ananias and his wife apparently wanted to get glory or praise from doing something they were not willing to fully do. And so they lied about it. And Peter, through God, you know, from God, through the Holy Spirit, let Peter know that you're, you're not telling the truth, Ananias. Now notice again, verse 3. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then verse 4. While it remained, was it not your own? After it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? In your heart. Now, remember again, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Back in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Why do people murder other people? Ultimately, it comes from the heart. Why do people lie and steal, blaspheme God? Why do people commit all kinds of crimes, live in sexual immorality openly? It's a matter of the heart. They've got a heart condition that's not right. We need to pay attention to how we are conditioning our heart. And again, we're talking about the same thing as our conscience, as our feelings, as our mindset. It's all the same thing. It's the condition of our heart. It's not safe to tell people, well, just follow your heart. 
if their heart is not conditioned by God's word. Because if it's not, their heart's not going to be focused on living a godly life. We need to make sure that we pay proper attention and condition our heart by being a student, a diligent student of God's word, and not just learning it, but as Ezra did, he learned it and he obeyed it. And then he even went so far as to teach others the truth of God's word. What a great example for us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us your word to show us the ways of righteousness before you, to show us your will for our lives. Help us, Father, to understand it and be determined to obey your teachings, to live godly, righteously, faithfully before you, Father. Thank you, Father, for loving us and help us along this line. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.